a podcast that provides a platform for women of all walks of life to share their upbringings, life lessons learned, experiences, and journeys to come. Uncommon Women speaks on topics that can relate to all women. We share, we listen, we laugh, we cry, and we empower each other to be the best uncommon woman that they can be. Ultimately, we are cultivating a global movement of women supporting women. Women supporting entrepreneurship, relationships, self-love, and so much more. We inspire each other to make an impact on this world for the better. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe to Uncommon Women. Now, finally, grab a seat, get comfortable, and hear from your wonderful host, Shanira and Jenny Lee. Thank you, kings and queens, for tuning in to Uncommon Women. I'm Shanira. And I'm Jenny Lee. And today we have an amazing guest speaker that's going to come on with us in just a moment. Um, she's a wife, she's a stylist, a mother, a business owner. Uh, Clarissa is a powerful woman of God who's going to share her journey of having cancer and turning her bitterness into a blessing. Uh, so thank you so much, Clarissa, for being a part of our um platform. Uh, before we get into your testimony today, can you tell us um, a fun fact about yourself? Well, thank you guys for having me. It's an honor to be here with you guys on today. Um, a fun fact about Clarissa. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really outgoing and silly acting more than people would expect. Okay. Like a crazy like sense of humor that is different from my siblings like they know like that's her special that's my mom's special child so yeah <laughs> I have I, I like to laugh and I'm real playful at times but okay people see me they wouldn't get that okay so are you the bubbly um child of, of amongst them all yeah mostly the silly one I like, to, I like to joke around. I like okay. to laugh. I like to laugh. How many uh, siblings do you have? I have two sisters and one brother. Okay, okay, okay. And I heard you say that you're the favorite child. That's what it sounded like you said. You the, you're my mama's favorite child. <laughs> no, Did I catch that right? <laughs> favorite child. Hey, my sister's name would probably say the special one. The special <laughs> child. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> Oh, I think it's you're just their term because you know, like you're you like to be goofy and bubbly. I mean, yeah. jokes. that's what it is. That's what it is. They're like, oh, she's something's kind of wrong with her. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's okay. I'll take credit for being the uh, favorite child. That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> so, it's such an honor to have you. Um, on our platform today because you know october is the month of cancer awareness as well and i just love to um for those that don't know i'm actually met uh, clarissa from a writer's lab and i just love her spirit um she has a wonderful spirit and um the transitioning that i see and i i'm super excited to hear her testimony but the transitioning i see has what god what i see now what god's done in her life i just um, I'm just thankful to be a part of her, of her journey and the things that she has coming in, in the future, which 
I'm super excited about what we can't talk about yet. But anyways, <laughs> so with this month being uh, cancer awareness, can you um, explain to us how cancer came about in your life and how you found out about everything? Um, and you can go ahead and go into your testimony in regards to that. Okay. Um, well, I was diagnosed with cancer at the tender age of 30. And to me, 30 was still tender. And so um, it came about unexpected. And how it happened was I basically, I wasn't feeling good, but it wasn't like a sick feeling. It wasn't like I was vomiting or anything like that. Mm -hmm. I was just tired all the time. And my tiredness was abnormal mm. to me. And so it's just, to be honest, I really can't describe the feeling because I've never felt it before. And I never felt it after I went through the procedure. So it was just really like, I just knew I was off. And I went to my doctor and I was, you know, telling him like, I feel tired. I feel sluggish all the time. Like every day at two o'clock, I would just be like, like a downer. Like I could not function. It was like, so I was just feeling sluggish and dragging to even get through the day. And I'm like, something is not right. Something is off in my body and I need to know what it is. So I went to my doctor they ran tests, they did blood work, everything came back negative. But I still had this feeling and I just, I wouldn't let it go. I'm like, I'm not taking, oh, you just probably because you work so much, you're a mom. It was like, no, it's something is off in my body. You know our body. Mm -hmm. yeah, something is off. And so I started asking the Holy Spirit every single day. I said, Lord, you created this body which means you understand this body and you know this body. Something is off. Reveal it. And I did that every single day until I got the answer. And so one particular day, it was actually like in the month of June, I was going to the doctor to get my birth control. And that's usually like an in and out um, appointment. It takes like 15 minutes. But this particular mm -hmm. nurse came in, she did my vitals, and she grabbed my throat, and she said, I need you to swallow. So I did it, but I kind of looked like, they never do that. And I swallowed, and she said, has anybody ever told you that you have an enlarged thyroid? And I said, no. And she, like, shut out the room, and she was like, I'll be right back. I need to refer you to general surgery. So I'm like, wait a minute, slow down. Wow. So she comes back into the room and she says, you have a goiter in your throat. And it's like she felt it just she's like, it's bigger than what it should be. We're going to refer you to general surgery. And from that day on, I was going to all these different appointments. I went in, I went into general surgery and they um, it was a general surgery appointment. And they did. um like a biopsy, but before the biopsy, they actually did an ultrasound. And that's okay. when he revealed to me that my thyroid was actually larger than it should have been. And he was asking me all of these questions, like, do you feel this? Do you feel that? I said, no, the only thing I felt, I'm just sluggish and I'm really tired all the time. So from that point on, he wanted to do a biopsy. And so in the meantime, between time, 
I go to my mom, who is a prayer warrior out of this world. And I'm like, mom, of course I went to my husband, but you know, I'm a mama's, as you guys already know, I'm a mama's right. <laughs> Like, I did tell my husband first, but I'm like, I got to talk to my mommy. I need mommy. Now she's mommy. And so I let her know what's going on. And immediately she calls a prayer meeting. And she gathered just a few of us together. And she said, we're going to lift this up before God every Tuesday and Thursday at six o'clock. And so um, they did the biopsy. And I'm just like, I know it's not what they think it is. And I got this crazy faith and I'm believing God. I'm quoting the scriptures. I'm like, no weapon formed against me will be able to prosper. I mean, we like in it. And the doctor... The nurse calls me and say, we got your biopsy back and you have papillary carcinoma. And I'm like, well, what is that? You have to speak English to me. <laughs> she says, you have thyroid cancer. Wow. And she, she asked me, I was just kind of like taken back by it, to be honest. I'm 30 years old. You know what I'm saying? And I have cancer. So she said, I wasn't like, I was kind of stunned. I really was. And she mm-hmm. said, would you like a second opinion? So I said, yeah, I would like a second opinion. So they did the second opinion um, in Minnesota. Waited like three long weeks. We're still wow. praying. still believing mm-hmm. God. It was the longest three weeks ever. And she calls me back and she tells me, we confirmed it. Or they confirmed it. You have thyroid cancer. And in that moment, I'll never forget it. It was 2016. I was driving down the street when she called me and I was actually headed to the bank. And I laughed when she told me. And I know the nurse was like, I just told this lady she got cancer and she just chuckled. I laughed because I knew the devil was in for it. Uh And I was not settling i wasn't backing down and i to me i thought oh you got to be crazy for pulling this one and so in that moment life or death flashed before me Mm -hmm. i heard the holy spirit Mm -hmm. say choose one and it was like it was just so quick and like i didn't have time to um think about it ponder on it immediately my my answer was I choose life and so after I got that call that you know I had cancer of course I go to my husband I go to my mom I call them let them know my mom like come come to me and I said no mom I'm not I'm going to finish running my errands I said because if I allow this to detour me now it's going to detour me the rest of the way I said, so I'm going to go and I'm going to do what I plan to do this evening and I'll be to you later. And so from there on, it was just like a journey that was like, it seemed like it was never ending, but it was happening so fast because now everything in my life has just sped up. It seemed like once they did the biopsy, now I started to feel pain and I actually noticed like, oh, my throat is a little fuller than it should be. And I honestly, I seen it, but I didn't know what it was. Mm. I love milk and cookies. So I really thought 
it was the snacking that I was doing, but I had no clue that it was actually cancer, you know? And so I'm going to all these doctor's appointments, like every other week they want to draw blood. And I mean, I'm in this fight of my life. I have the enemy telling me you're going to die. Your husband and your mom is going to raise your kids. I mean, I'm in spiritual battle. You know what I'm saying? It is like, it's wartime. I'm in a fight for my life. And the doctor's telling me, but we want to do the surgery immediately. Although it's a slow growing cancer, if it's spread, it'll spread to your lungs. It'll then spread to your brain. So we want to get this ASAP. And so I'm just like, wait a minute, slow down. Everything was happening so fast. And I'm just like, okay, Lord, I really need you to undergird me in this. I really need your strength. I need your provision because I had a lot of people saying, oh, don't get the surgery. God's going to do it. Then I have people saying, you know, you don't want to prolong this. So I got in a, I'm at the point where I need everybody to just be quiet because I really need to hear instruction from the Holy Spirit on, you know, what do I do? What, mm-hmm. Where do I go with this? Do I just, you know, I got crazy faith. I, I believe you can um, make it dissolve. I believe you can just take it away. I believe mm-hmm. that they made a mistake. Let them go back in again and see, you know, I'm saying all of this from the bottom of my heart, but that's not the way he wanted to deal with this thing. It was actually there. It was, you know, it was physical. I could see it. I could now touch it. And I remember once I noticed it was there and sometimes I would do that. And my mom Mm. told me, she said, at least when you touch it, curse it, make sure you curse it. Right. Don't touch it without Don't touch it without You know, that's what she was telling me. And I'm like, okay. So she said, don't, don't caress it, curse it. Mm -hmm. She said, tell that thing Mm -hmm. not to grow. She caught me doing that one day. I was in the bathroom and I noticed it and I did like that. She said, the least you can do is when you touch it, curse it. And I said, okay, that's mm-hmm. good. So I started praying and that was one of my one of my prayers. I command you not to grow. I command you not to spread. I command you. Mm-hmm. You know, I just started using the word of God. And so fast forward to now, they're telling me they want to do the surgery. I agree to the surgery. I have the surgery. The surgery is actually, it was four hours long. I had okay. never had a surgery before in my life. Wow. And I was, I was, I have faith, you know what I'm saying? But we're going to be honest. I'm human too. So mm-hmm. there were times where I was, I was afraid. But then I Absolutely. have to let the word of God minister to me and undergird me. You, Lord, you said in your word that you have not given me a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. And so I come against the spirit of fear because fear was trying to paralyze me. And I realized mm-hmm. that because had I allowed fear to paralyze me, I wouldn't have took the surgery. Mm. I thank God for the people that he surrounded me with who had wisdom. Yes. And who was speaking to me under the unction of the Holy Ghost and not just giving me suggestions and, you know what I'm saying, different directives. They were really hearing from the Holy Spirit and they were encouraging me on what to do. And I appreciate that because I knew that I was afraid to be put to sleep. 
I had never been put to sleep. Never had a surgery, right? I never had a surgery. And so I don't, I don't take anything to put me to sleep. I don't like that. I want to do it naturally. I even asked my doctor, I said, is there any way that you could just numb me and remove it? And he was like, I don't think you understand the severity <laughs> right. of what is going on. I said, well, I, 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 I understand. I said, I've just never been put to sleep. You're scared. Yeah. Right. I'm trying to negotiate. Yeah. I'm trying to negotiate. Like, I know he's probably like, I'm not pulling your tooth. Right. Right. That's a normal reaction for someone that has never had surgery. So I can imagine, like, you're like literally there negotiating with the doctor, and he's probably looking at you like, you're crazy. Like, you know, you're afraid. You know what I mean? You're afraid because you've never went, you've never been under. I mean, that's an obvious thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, of course, I agreed to it. And I actually had my surgery on October the 4th Mm -hmm. of 2016. And it was after going through something like this or while I was going through it, I'm like, what is happening? How did this happen? What is going on? Because like the doctor was asking me like, you know, different questions in regards to family and generational this and that. And I'm like, no, this, he was, he told me that I was his youngest patient. He said, most of his patients that come in, they come out of a nursing home. Wow. And so he was just like, have you been to this part of the country? Have you been part of this? Because sometimes that throws kind of eliminate everything. Right. Wow. He was trying to eliminate, which when he was trying to eliminate, I was trying to eliminate. So I Mm -hmm. went home and I said, Lord, what is this? Why has this thing come upon me? Lord, if there's anything that I have done, any sin, if if this is a consequence Mm. of sin, Lord, show me what is going on. Show me why I am 30 years old with a cancer diagnosis. I would have never in my life imagined. You couldn't have told me that. Mm. If I would have got a prophecy years back, it would have been like, really? Mm. I like, seriously, I would have never imagined being told that you got cancer. And so I started spending time with God in a way to where I wanted to know where this thing stemmed from. Mm. And as I spent time with him, I had to wait on him. Because sometimes we go in and we do a lot of time to get the answer. And I (laughs) needed the answer because I'm up against something that's trying to kill and destroy me. I Mm -hmm. need to... Mm. Just give her a moment for those that's joining us. She's sharing her testimony um, in regards to just uh, reaching out to the Lord to get an answer in regards to how the cancer came about. So we'll just wait until, are you back? Yes, I am. I don't know what happened. And so as I was saying, I started seeking the Lord because I wanted to know where this came from. And the Holy Spirit started to deal with me on bitterness I was bitter and didn't really know it. I was bitter and I was broken and I was harboring offense. And as I was harboring offense, offense in return was made. Mm. 
We lost her again. She trying to get her story out. And he's just trying trying to get into the scenery of this testimony. Um, there we go. See, the enemy is always at work. Go ahead, girl. <laughs> and and we're gonna get this out. We're gonna get we're gonna out. get it out. <laughs> we're gonna get this out. Because people need to know this. You know what I'm saying? It's not just important that for, for people to know that my faith by faith I was healed, but people need to know why I was even in that predicament. You know what yes. I'm saying? And the key point is I was bitter and I was broken. And I was holding on to offense. I was holding on to some things that happened in my childhood. And I didn't know how to let it go. I didn't even know how to respond to it. And so the way I responded to it was through anger and rage. And all of this anger and rage is just really festering within mm -hmm. my body. And it's making me sick. And so when the Holy Spirit started to reveal that to me, I knew exactly what he was talking about. I knew exactly where he was going with this. I even knew where he wanted to take me from, with take me through with this. You know what I'm saying? He wanted to free me. Mm. The thing that you've been holding on to, the thing that you've been saying you can't get over, the thing that you have been, you know, caressing. Because sometimes we say, I can't get over it. I don't know how I'm going to get over it. I can't, I don't see myself right. getting over that. Every time I was saying that I don't see myself getting over the trauma that I experienced, I was giving trauma permission to be there. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it was growing. Yeah, it was growing. It was festering. You know what I'm saying? It was lingering. And as it was doing so, it was making me sick. Mm. It was making me sick. My refusal to forgive was making me sick because mm. mm. I thought I was entitled to feel what I was feeling, which our feelings are real. I'm not disregarding our feelings. Our feelings are real, right? but it's the way we respond to what we're feeling. And so, you know, we carry a little attitude with it and we say, you know, I'm, I feel like this because I can and it's mm -hmm. a setup from the enemy. The enemy entrapped me in my feelings. And my feelings was trying to kill me. Wow. Mm. You see what I'm saying? And so here it is. Again, 30 years old. Bitter. Broken. Not really realizing that I was bitter to that point. But now I have cancer. And the Holy Spirit is taking me on this journey to reveal that to me. Why? It all started months prior. Lord, you know this body. Show mm. me what's going on in this body. You created this body. I need you to help me. And in doing so, he brought truth. Mm. He shined the light in the dark place. Because this whole time, I, my hair wasn't falling out. I wasn't losing a substantial amount of weight. I just was tired. Mm. I, that's all. I, I was just tired. But this whole right. time, I had cancer. And so, some might say, well, how did you get free? My freedom and my healing 
came beyond the doctor and the surgery and the radiation. I became free when I chose to let it go. Mm. That's where my freedom came from. That's where my healing of cancer came from. Because now I know what's causing it. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And only a fool will still hold on to what is causing. I mean, you got to be as stubborn as a mule to know that bitterness and your stubbornness and your refusal to forgive is causing you to have cancer that can possibly spread to your lungs and your brain if it starts moving. Right. And I'm mm-hmm. you'll say, Well, I'm not I'm not gonna forgive. And some people actually live in that place mm-hmm. and they don't have to. Yeah. There is a way. I know there's a way because I'm a living witness right. that you can forgive those who have wounded you and the Holy Spirit will come along and walk alongside of you and he'll teach you how to let it go. He'll yeah. help you. He'll reshape you. He'll mold you. He'll heal you. I had to trust God with my broken pieces because I, if I believed him to heal me for cancer, I have to believe him for the bitterness. Right. You know what I'm saying? I had to mm-hmm. trust him. If I knew for a fact, and I did, my faith was like, I knew I was coming out of this. That's pure gold. That was my confession. But okay, as you're coming out of this as pure gold, I need you to trust me with that other piece. Right. Give me that. Mm-hmm. Give me that other piece. Don't leave out nothing. And so as I'm going to these appointments and they're drawing blood and I'm doing body scans. I'm doing something in the natural. That's the natural part to get to the healing. But behind the closed doors, what the doctors didn't see was my prayer time mm-hmm. and my confession and my willingness to allow the Holy Spirit to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And that was Unrighteousness. That was a part of unrighteousness. Me holding on to offense and feeling obligated. Because sometimes we hold on to offense and we feel obligated because our feelings are hurt. And so I'm not letting go. I'm not going to forgive. And that was my mindset. That was where my heart was at. And ultimately, it was leading me down a road of destruction. Mm. Wow. That's so powerful. Now, me and Jenny know it's it's easier said than done. How did you get to that point where you was just like, I got to let it go, you know, and actually move past that? Because sometimes we say we want to do stuff and then maybe a week or two weeks pass and the thought is still in your head like, nah, Most you know what I'm saying? So how did you get past that to know like I did forgive or that it was fully out of you for being bitter? I had to trust God. I literally had to trust God. And some might say, well, what does that mean? Because I believe in him. Mm-hmm. I had to trust him with what had happened to me. I had to trust God with why it happened. And I had to see purpose beyond the pain. Mm-hmm. Wow. I was able to get to where I am today. Because I wanted to be free. Not just because I got this cancer diagnosed. 
I didn't like the way I was feeling. We feel that. We feel that. Yeah, really do. We feel that frustration and that irritability. We be irritable and we say it's the job when it's that thing in your head. You're having a flashback. I didn't like that. I got to a place where I became sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I'm like, Lord, if you are who you say you are, and everybody I know, they tell me to go to you and you a healer and you a deliverer and you a way maker and you the mender of the brokenhearted. I got a lot of broken pieces. Come on. If you can heal me, I and that's what I told the Lord. This is the honest God truth. If you can heal me, I'll stick with you. Because mm. mm. I didn't think I could be healed. I was so damaged. I didn't even think I could be restored. I thought this was just how my life was going to be. And so mm-hmm. as I communed with God, I had to I had to get into a place where my mind became transformed. We got to transform our mind. So I had mm-hmm. to pull away from people, places, and things because I needed deliverance. I'm in a fight for my life. The enemy is trying to kill me. Right. Behind the scenes. Because this was something that wasn't visible. Behind the scenes, he is low-key trying to kill me. If it's spread, it's out of control. Not to say that God couldn't step in because God can do anything but fail. But I needed to get into a place where I believe that he could do anything but fail, even in regards to trauma. Yes. Yeah. And that I just had to... I had. I had to want it. I had to get to a place where I want I want to be free. I want to be healed. I want I want you to heal me of all my heartache. I want you to heal me of all my pain. And I didn't at that time, I don't know what that looks like, but Lord, I trust you. I don't know how you're going to do it, but Lord, I trust you. And it's just what we confess out of our mouth too. Right. When we say we can't, we're not going to. When we say that we can, we will. So I had to start changing, like I said, my language. And I had to allow God to renew my mind. My thought process towards what had happened to me had to change in order right. for me to be physically healed. Because all it was was spiritual damage. I was spiritually broken. And so I needed two healings. I needed my spirit healed. Because he said that he's near to those who's crushed in spirit. My spirit was crushed. But I also need my physical body healed because I have a tumor inside of me that's trying to destroy me. Mm. And so my, my, my conscious decision to say, this ain't worth it. Me harboring this and holding on to this, this isn't worth it. Lord, whatever it takes, Teach me how to let it go. And so I started asking the Lord, teach me how to love how you love. Teach me how to handle people how you handle people. Now, like you said, Shanira, it's easier said than done. But you have to be willing to trust God in the process. Right. Because it was a process. It didn't just happen overnight. Those triggers still try to come to this day. You know what I'm saying? But it's how I respond to the triggers 
when they present themselves. Right. Because what had to happen is this too. What I had gone through needed to be uprooted. And that's what me and God was going after the root of it. Right. You know what I'm saying? We know it's cancer, right? They didn't told us that. Yeah. But we got to get to the root of it. And so I do believe to this day, had I not got to the root of it, I would be someone saying, oh, the cancer is in remission. No, it's mm. not in remission. It's been uprooted. So now I am six years cancer free. Why? We didn't just trim it down. Trimming it down would be the radiation or the chemo. We got to the root of it. Mm-hmm. Permanent. So cancer can't grow. <laughs> right. It can't reoccur. It can't come back. Naming one and nine says, I will not put this affliction on you a second time. I stood on that. But in the process of me standing on that, I had to also say, but Lord, I trust you with this pain. Yes. Teach me how to be proactive in forgiving and letting go. Yeah. So it's like, it works hand in hand. That's so good. It works mm-hmm. hand in hand. I love that. During this process, because I'm, I'm sure this process had to take some time, but during this process, was there ever a part of your life where, or during this journey where you, um, you didn't want to keep faith alive? Oh, I mean, we're human. So yes, it was hard. It was challenging because I I know personal, I personally, I know family members who have cancer and it's one thing to walk alongside someone who's going through it. But it's right. a different ball game when that's your diagnosis. You know what I'm saying? When that's something that's in writing with your name on it. So, yes, there were days where I felt like my faith was low or my faith was weakened. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And in those times, when I felt that, I was honest with myself and I was honest with God. And I was honest with those around me because I only told certain people what I was going through. Okay. You know what I'm saying? It was only certain ones. And the ones that I told were really close to me. And I knew that they could undergird me spiritually because this wasn't anything to play with. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Like my best friend didn't even know. And we live two different lifestyles and that's fine. But what I'm up against is trying to kill me. I have the adversary telling me, you're going to die. The cancer is going to spread. You're not going to make it. So it's nothing that I have time to take lightly. You know Uh what I'm saying? And so, yeah, there were days where my faith was a little shallow. But then the scripture says, Lord, help my unbelief. And I would Uh grab a hold to his word. I surrounded myself in his word. I wasn't doing a lot of TV watching. I, I, I wrote his word on posty notes and I would stick them in the fridge. I would stick them in my drawer where the um, silverware was. Cause I'm in a fight. You know what I'm saying? I made sure that I had a word in the glass where my glasses were. I right. had a word where my plates were. I had a word written on the mirror, some type of scripture to keep me strengthened. 
because there were days where my faith was low mm. and it began my faith was a little low too because it did not happen the way i wanted it to happen right so i'm like god where are you i want to be healed like why can't lord i if you, if you let me just throw it up i was coming up with all type of stuff to keep from going and having that surgery mm-hmm. i'll throw it up lord let it go i'll put it in a plastic bag and i'll take it to church and testify here go the tumor you know lord make it dissolve Mm-hmm. But that's not the journey, or, or that's not the way he wanted to heal me. Yes. Wow. That's so good. After everything that you've been through and everything you experienced, and being able to found that to find out what stemmed from it and being healed through that, and looking back at everything. And you're just like, wow, like I went through all this and this is where I'm at now. How is your life now? (laughs) Free. I am free. I'm liberated. I'm restored. I literally walk in my healing. It's a promise to us. He said, be it unto you according to your faith. And so I'm free. That's the best way I can sum it up. Mm. I'm so full of joy, peace, love. I actively try to forgive immediately because I understand the effects. Mm -hmm. Bitterness has a side effect and I don't want it anymore. I don't ever want to live in that place. And so I'm free and I'm healed. And I mean, that's the best way I can sum it up. Wow. That's really good. You're free. Mm -hmm. I love that. And you know how to continue to stay free is what the good thing about it is. Because you know what what caused the bitterness, you know? Mm So if you could give advice um, to anyone that's going through, you know, procedure after procedure um, that may have cancer and, you know, just want to just want to give up and throw in the towel, what would it be? I would like to say this. Anything is possible with God. Anything is possible to those who believe. And so if you're going through some type of sickness, disease, terminal illness. Don't let that be your death sentence. There is a place in God where we can be healed. He promised us healing. He said, by his stripes, we were healed. That is the reason why Jesus came. One of the reasons. Mm. Of course, he came to save us and as our redeemer. But we do not have to look at where we are and say, you know what? I guess this is just it for me. And so I would like to like speak to those who are going through something challenging such as this. Or it, I mean, it don't even have to be sickness at this point. You know what I'm saying? Because right. life is hard. Life can be very yeah. challenging. Mm-hmm. So keep the faith. Seek God for 
the answer to why you're in the situation that you're in. Because his desire is for us to be free. And he does not want us to be ignorant to Satan's devices. Mm. And so everything that we're going through has a cause and effect. And so we can go to God and say, why? And we and he'll allow us, to, he'll put a mirror before us and we'll do some inner soul searching and reflecting. You know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. so for anybody that's sick, anybody that's have some sort of disease, someone who is stricken with cancer, and I don't care if it's fourth stage, fifth stage, the 10th stage, mm -hmm. I know God to be a healer. Come on. He is a healer. And there is nothing too hard. So, I mean... Take it for what it is. It's good that you have that information. Sometimes we get those doctor's report and they paralyze us with fear. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And yep. now we're not active. Now we silence. We You have people that won't share and you won't even know that they going through these things. But the reason why it was exposed, because now I know what I'm fighting. Now I know what I'm up against. Right. If I didn't know what I was up against, I wouldn't know how to engage. I wouldn't know what to engage. So it was a battle that was already fixed for me to win. And I know it's some battles that's in all of our lives that God has already positioned us to win, to overcome, to conquer. And so don't give up. Where you, where your faith is a little shaky, Ask him to restore it, and he will. Mm. He said faith comes by hearing. Drown yourself in that word, and it's going to undergird you. It'll pick you up. It'll carry you. I'm a living witness. I'm six yeah. years cancer-free, and I didn't get here by myself. The Holy Spirit showed me what I needed to do. He equipped me to do what I needed to do. I did what he showed me and I overcame. And that's how cancer. And so you just have to believe God. Yes. And fight the good fight of faith. And believe in yourself too, that you can overcome it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Definitely, because I think it also stems from us, too. It also, you know, we put ourselves there. Sometimes we don't realize that, mm -hmm. like you have mentioned, like you're trying to figure out, like, where was this stemming from? You know, we have to sometimes we look at everything else and don't look at it if it's us. So mm -hmm. thank God that you were able to, you know, you ask God, like, where is this coming from? And then you were able to get yourself like, OK, if this is not coming, where is this coming from? You know, and you you got the answer. You went through it. You've been set free, restored, transformed, and healed. And that is amazing. You know, sometimes we we get so stuck in the way we live or how we look at things that, like you said, we just stay sick and just, it's like a repeating cycle uh -huh. for someone. We just stay stuck there. So, Clarissa, we, you've done, you're so amazing and your story is powerful. But besides everything that's happened in your life, can you share about your business?
Yes. Um, me and my husband just recently launched a natural hair care business called Talaferro Beard and Beauty. And you can go on our website and check us out. We sell um, hair growth oil that is for men and women. And you can check us out at talaferrobb.com. And if you want your hair growing, if you got some thinning areas, some dryness, patchy, we grooming beards, we got it all. And so that's what we got. We just really recently launched that a couple weeks ago. Wow, that's awesome. And where did the passion come from in regards to the hair growth? Um, is it something that you experienced through cancer? Is it just something that I know you're a stylist? So is it just something that you have always been passionate for? How did it come about um, with starting this business? Just wanting to um, build the confidence in and women who have problems with thinning hair. You know what I'm saying? and um, are thinning beards. And I felt like, as for me with the hair growth oil in regards to my clientele, as far as women, cause I just service women. I feel like a unit, AKA wig, it should be optional. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like women shouldn't be forced to wear that because they're having some issues with their hair. So I sought the Lord for this and and I really like studied the ingredients for over a year and I stepped out on faith and got everything together and I'm growing hair. <laughs> That's amazing. And restoring confidence. Come on. <laughs> mm, yes. Yes, definitely. That's amazing. It's just, you're, you're, you have a powerful story and it's amazing. Um, Anyways, we have a question we asked our guest speaker. What makes you uncommon? What makes you me uncommon? Oh. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I know, I have to like... Frozen when I say the question pops up. What makes me uncommon? What sets me apart from the rest? It's my identity. My, my identity in Christ. There's only one Clarissa. That's good. Yes. There's mm. only one me. No one can sound like me. No one will ever fit in my shoes. No one will ever go through the things that I've gone through the way I went through. And we may do it similar, but not the mm -hmm. same. And so that's what makes me uncommon. Just different. Set apart. Mm. Mm. Set apart. I like that. Set mm. apart. I like that. Was good. That's good. Um, thank you again for coming on and sharing your testimony. And I pray someone listened in this evening to, you know, just just understand where you're coming from because maybe they're going through the same thing that you're going through, you know? So um, thank you again, Clarissa. Um, Shanara, do we have any um, comments from the audience? Um, I already shared all the comments, no questions from the audience, so you're good. Okay. 
Thank you um, again, Clarissa. And thank you for the audience that was tuning in this evening. I want to speak on our um, I Love Myself sem uh, seminar, um, which is July 19th. And it's an in-person event. If you or anyone is um, interested, tickets are $25 uh, for our vendors as well. Make sure you go um, to, our, uh, to the website, I Love Myself Seminar at eventbrite.com. That's where you can purchase the tickets. And um, as well as we have a bonus episode um, on Tuesday, um, October 25th at 8 p.m. Make sure you come check that out. And everyone, stay on common. Bye.